0: let's pray father god we just thank you and praise you for this day father we thank you and praise you for this opportunity to come together into fellowship father to worship you father we pray now that everything done and said today will be to the upbuilding of your kingdom father i ask you to put a watch over my mouth father that everything will line up to your word we give you praise and honor and glory for it in jesus most precious name amen so it's a Tough joke, but you just got to listen, okay? It's not that bad. It's kind of funny, maybe, maybe not. Chrysalis stopped allowing me from running them by her, so y'all just at uh, the mercy of the court. So uh, this nun went into the priest's office and said, Father, I need forgiveness because I cussed. And he's like, oh, okay, Well, well, tell me what happened. And she said, well, I was playing golf. And he said, okay, I understand. She was like, no, no, no. And everything was going good. And we were on a tee box, and I hit my drive. And he said, and it went in the woods, and then you cussed. She said, no, it went right down the middle. He said, okay, I don't understand. And he said, she said, and then a gopher came out and grabbed my ball and took off running with it. He said, and then you cussed. She was like, no. Then a hawk swooped down and caught the gopher and flew down the golf course with the gopher in his mouth, and the ball dropped out of the gopher's hands and rolled onto the green. And the priest said... Okay, I really don't understand why you cussed. And she said, I missed the putt. <laughs> or maybe it ain't funny. Secretly, you're my detriment. Oh, man. Um, where's Michael Barnett? I need him back. His laugh does me well. I need him back. He is my, my uh, spiritual laugher over there. All right, so uh, what we're going to talk about today is, is a Bob Barker. I mean, a... A uh, uh, prices right topic, right? Actual retail value, right? You ever heard that before actual actual retail value is, right? Bob Barker used to love to do that. And I would bet most of you, um, uh, ladies, especially, and probably some men, spent your day, the day after we gave thanks, in the traffic and in the crowds, trying not to play actual retail value isn't that the goal right you go there and you fight all the stuff to get a deal it's a deal it's on sale i never understood why they called that black friday and then if you look at it from the people's perspective where they work they probably hate it with a passion and that's why it's called black friday so between black friday and what has now become cyber monday we're going to talk about actual retail value we're not going to talk about clothes or shoes or jewelry or electronics or toys. We're going to talk about you. Your actual retail value. Now, not what you rent yourself at at your job, not that value. Not not what you make per hour. Not if they, you know, put you on life support and harvest your organs and ship them all over the world, not that value. We're talking about the actual value of a human being, to God. What are you worth to the creator of the universe? You know, the guy who put all the silver and the gold and the oil and all of the natural um, elements where they are, who designed it from nothing, right? What is your value in that? And so we'll start with, if you'll turn with me to Hebrews. I guess I need to open my book. Hebrews 9, and we're going to read a lot of scriptures to say kind of the same things, but I just want to get to the point to where everybody understands who we are and what we are, okay? Let's start at 9.6. And when everything had been arranged like this, they're talking about how the tabernacle was set up and the Ark of the Covenant was there and it was covered in gold and how all the stuff was in there. In verse 6, And when everything had been arranged like this, the priests entered regularly into the outer room carrying on their ministry, but only the high priest entered the inner room, and that only once a year and never without blood, which he offered for himself and for the sins of the people who had committed in ignorance. Verse 8, <clears throat> Uh, The Holy Spirit was showing by this the way into the most holy place has not yet been disclosed as long as the first tabernacle was still functioning. This illustration for the present time indicated that the gifts and sacrifices being offered were not able to clear the conscience of the worshiper and intend, and they were only a matter of food and drink and various ceremonial washings and external regulations applying until the time of the new order. Verse 11, but when Christ came as the high priest of good things that are now already here, he went through a greater and more perfect tabernacle that is not made by human hands, that is to say, not part of this creation. And he did not enter by the means of blood of goats and calves, but he entered the most holy place once and for all by his own blood, thus obtaining eternal redemption. For were the blood of bulls and goats and ashes of the heifer sprinkled on those who ceremonially ceremonially unclean sanctified them so that they were outly clean. How much more then will the blood of Christ who through the eternal spirit offered himself unblemished to God to cleanse our consciousness from the acts that lead to death that we may serve the living God. So the cost of your redemption was the blood of of the unblemished Son of God, the Lamb of God. We were held in a ransom, right? If you read, and we will read it in just a second, Psalms 49, it talks about we were held in a ransom, right? When when sin came into man into the garden, all of a sudden Satan had a hold of God's creation, And he used that against God, right? They were going to hell. God didn't create man to go to hell. God created man with a uh, free will that they got to choose whether to, to decide who they were and where they were and where they went. He didn't create a bunch of robots that just served him, right? He created you to choose him. And Adam and Eve, when they fell in the garden and sin came into the bloodline of man, Satan then held the human race at ransom. Right? And for God to be able to buy us back out of ransom, he had to come up with something that was valuable enough to swap, right? Valuable enough to be able to purchase back. Now, and we've talked about this in the past a little bit, but let's say you had a brand new Rolls Royce, right? Brand new. I don't even know if they, did they make them still? I don't even know where you buy them. But let's say the, the most expensive car you can come up with my puny head, it's, it's a Rolls-Royce, a brand new Rolls-Royce. And you walked in there with a crisp $5 bill that your grandmama gave you for your birthday and said, I'm here to buy the Rolls-Royce with this $5 bill. Deal or no deal? They would not even scoff at you. They would shoo you away. Please get away from the vehicle. We don't want your germs close to it. What's required is the actual retail value of what you're purchasing, it's the actual cost of what it costs. Not wholesale. We're not buying it secondhand. We're not buying it from a dealer. You don't got a buddy that has a good end in, in the dealership that's going to get you a good deal. We were bought back at actual retail value, 100%. In the blood of Christ, the most expensive item to ever exist. It ain't gold. It ain't silver. I mean, you think about it, and you think about how much gold cost here, right? And then in heaven, they use it for paving bricks. That's the difference in the economy to scale here. You were so valuable to God that he sent the most precious thing to him to become human for the sole purpose to be tortured and murdered and hung on a cross to where he could walk into the Holy of Holies and lay his blood on the altar in the tabernacle to buy you back. Just you, just you. And then you think, well, God so loved the entire world. Yes, he did. But the world is made up of me. Let's let's flip over to Psalms um, 49. And I printed it out out of the ERV, right? Psalms 49 and... um, Oh, man, I don't want to read the whole thing, but I I think I am. Psalms 49, verse 1. Listen to this, all you nations. Pay attention, all you people of the earth. Everyone, rich and poor, listen to me, for I have some very wise words for you. My thoughts will give you understanding. I listen to these sayings. And now with my harp I will sing and make the hidden meaning clear. Why should I be afraid when trouble comes? There is no need to fear when evil enemies surround me. They think their wealth will protect them. They, bring a, they brag about how rich they are. But no one has enough to buy back a life. And you cannot bribe God. You will never get enough money to pay for your own life. You will never have an enough to buy the right to live forever and to keep your body out of the grave. Look at the wise. They die the same as the fools and stupid people. They die and leave their wealth to others. The grave will be their new home forever. How much land they own will not make any difference. People might be wealthy, but they cannot stay here forever. They will die like the animals do. That is what happens to all who trust in themselves and to anyone who accepts their way of life. They are just like sheep, but the grave will be their pen. Death will be their shepherd. And when morning comes, the good people will enjoy... The victory, as their bodies are proudly, of the proud, slowly rot in the grave, far away from their fancy homes. Verse 15, but God will pay the price to save me from the grave, and he will take me to be with him. There is a lot of wisdom in that. In the current scenario, right? You have people who think that their money and their title and their assets define who they are. You can't hurt me because I'm this. But when you start to think about the value, right, the value of what you mean, there's not enough money. And I don't think I've told y'all this, but I, I saw a guy the other day, and I may have, and I'm sorry if I repeated myself, but I saw a guy the other day, and he offered some people $10 million. Would you like to have $10 million? And it's like, four young people and they all said oh yes absolutely he said but there's one catch you don't get to wake up tomorrow this thing has come apart 10 million dollars but you don't get to wake up tomorrow you still want the deal well no of course not why because everything that's around us the value of what you think you know and what you have is all has a dollar sign attached to it But the truth is is that none of that matters. If you've been born again and you're a believer, none of the material stuff that you have around us means anything. What matters most is, is that my actual retail value has been paid in full. I've already been bought back. I have been redeemed of the curse. All right, time out. It's literally coming apart. Sorry. My actual retail value has been bought back and been paid in full. So what I hear, right, is, yeah, but you don't understand. I've done this in my life. Or I said that one time. Or I behaved a certain way that's different. In John 3, 16, when it says, God so loved the world, he loved every single human in the equation. Everyone. Just look at Paul, or Saul, if you want to compare him, right? Saul spent his life beating, murdering, and torturing Christians. That was his job, and he thoroughly enjoyed it. And God showed himself to him and changed his name, right? Right? and freed him from the curse of sin and death, right? And in his ministry, Paul wrote some of the most heartfelt, warming, <coughs> righteous, faithful words that have ever been said in the history of time. God loved him enough to send Christ to die, to be tortured, to take his blood into the tabernacle and buy him back and buy me back, and buy Stephen back. Your actual retail value, if you ever get it, if you ever get to the place to where you understand what you are worth, all of a sudden, people's opinion of you doesn't really matter. Things that happen around you doesn't really matter. I mean, think about it. Think about a $10 million deal. Okay, I'll give you $10 million, but you don't get to wake up tomorrow. Fear? No. How about if I I give you $10 million, but uh, your health is gone? You're not able to walk. You're not able to see. You're not able to speak. What's it worth to you? What's that money worth to you? What's that car worth to you or that house worth to you? Whereas us, as Christians, we are so valuable that even Jesus said, if I had a 100 that were here and one was lost, that I would leave the 99 to go find the one. And that doesn't always seem like a good deal, right? If you're part of the 99. But if you're part of the one, if you're the one, praise God he left them to come find me. Once you can get to the place to where you understand your value, that Jesus said that he came, that he gave his life for us to buy us back. It changes your perspective, right? Because, you know, what they pay you at work, well, that's one thing, but what God says about you, that's something completely different. Uh, Turn with me to 1 Peter. Come on, Pages. 1 Peter uh, chapter 1 and verse 17. Since you call on a father who judges each person's work impartially, live out your time as foreigners here in reverent fear. 18. For you know that it was not with perishable things such as silver and gold that you were redeemed or bought from the empty way of life handed down to you from your ancestors. 19. But with the precious blood of Christ, a lamb without blemish or defect, he is chosen. He was chosen before the creation of the world, but was revealed in these last times for your sake. Through him, you believe in God who raised him from the dead and glorified him, and so that your faith and hope are in God. Right? It is. It, Peter said, it, it, "It's not with that trashy stuff, right? It's it's not with silver and gold. It, that's not what you were bought with." That stuff tarnishes and and fails and rots away. This is with the unfallible, so expensive you don't understand, blood of Christ. The most expensive thing that has ever existed. That's what he paid for you with. And because he did, you should understand and put your faith and hope in God. You ever had somebody just came up and did something really nice for you and, and then you were like, you feel indebted to them, right? You ever had somebody do something and you feel like, man, I should really do something for them because they bailed me out one time or they came to my rescue or they showed up. <clears throat> you know, when the, the twins uh, graduated from high school, we had a, a big party and there were folks there helping us set up and, and, and get everything straight and and it was, you know, they were the princesses, Right and they weren't doing a lot, and the people were running around and fixing stuff and doing stuff and baking stuff and bringing stuff, and I stopped them, and I told them, you see this? Those are the people that matter the most to you. Those are the people who care about you, right? Those people, those people right there, those are the people you need to remember, right? It ain't your friends or your acquaintances, or whoever—it's the people who show up when they when you need them. Those are the people you need to remember, right? So, when, as Christians, how can we not be in the same scenario to where we remember what God has done for us? We remember what the price that He paid for us. <clears throat> and unfortunately, even as Christians, we allow the world to set this standard of who we are, that we are less than, right? <clears throat> I mean, uh, if, if you listen to the, 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 the atheist people, right, the Big Bang folks or whoever, they say that out of nothing, everything was created, that, that absolutely nothing, and then that nothing exploded and created all of this stuff, right? Nothing. And they make fun of us because we believe in God, because we said, God said, let there be light, and he created the heavens and the earth, and the earth was out form and, and God created it. So, and I guess it's pretty true, right? Because if you go to them and ask them what their God is, they say nothing, and, and, and we say God. And if you ask them what happens afterwards, if you die, they say nothing, and we say we get to go home and be with God. One of us is going to be right, and one of us is going to be wrong, and I sure would hate to be on the wrong side of that equation. It's going to be an awful, awful, awful strange occurrence when nothing is not what they're expecting. Out of nothing, it just blew up. It just exploded a gazillion billion years ago. I heard a guy explaining it the other day and it said that, that the scientific fact just proved that you couldn't have created, God couldn't have created the earth on the time frame that he said. And his answer was pretty easy, right? And he said, God created Adam and Eve and, and Adam was a man, right? He was not a child, he was a man. And when he created him, how old was he? Well, he was one day old, but he really wasn't, he was, he was a grown man. So how was that possible? There you go. Anyway, so your price has been paid. Sorry, sometimes I get in a rabbit hole. Your price has been paid completely. In Mark, Jesus said that he came here to serve and to give his life for us, right? To buy us back in this ransom, to pay actual retail value of what you cost. Not on a deal, not secondhand, and it doesn't matter, right? And I, I feel bad, right? That God paid actual retail value for me. Because I mean, you know, he, he, he didn't spend any extra money on hair, right? I mean, he didn't have any of that to take care of or or height. We didn't have a I got some weight though, so maybe that's where my money went is to buying some weight. But <clears throat> how can a Christian walk around not knowing their worth and understand? How valuable you are. It it is a paradox that we live in that, you know, I'm just, I'm nothing and and, then I'll never be nothing. Oh, no, you're not. You were so important to God that he spent the most valuable resource ever made to buy you back. And people look at that and and, and scarf and, and go on about doing what they're doing but the most valuable resource ever created was spent on you. It was paid for you. And your penalty was paid, and everything that you earned, right, you earned death and hell and and internal damnation was paid for and taken back, and you were redeemed and bought back 100%. How can we walk around defeated, How can we walk around with a bad attitude? How can we walk around with things that nothing ever goes my way? Oh, yes, it is. It is going my way. I know where I'm going when this is over. I know that I've been paid for and bought back. The most valuable asset ever was invested in you. Let's pray. Father, we just thank you and praise you for this day, Father. We thank you for this word. We pray that it will go forth and it will not return void. We give you the praise and honor and glory for it. In Jesus' most precious name, amen. If anybody has a need for prayer, if they'll come up, I'll be happy to pray with them.